0: my bad. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Well, it's good to see all of you today, uh, this great summer day. Summer is rapidly ending, which is very depressing to me. But um, anyway, it's good to see all of you today. If it's your first time with us, um, good to have you here. We hope you feel loved, welcome, hope you feel cared for. And uh, later on, as we pass the offering basket, if you'll tear off that little connection card and drop it in the basket, I want to I have a gift I want to send you this week. It's just my way of saying, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> and we are really, we're very glad that you are here. I've got a couple of things to take care of before I um, get into the um, to the message this morning. Um, but um, uh, first of all, um, uh, next Sunday is going to be a very, 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 very special day for us. Um, uh, next Sunday is going to be the official starting day of Steve and Janie Shogun here in the church and we're looking forward to it Steve is going to be speaking next Sunday morning it's going to be kind of, it's kind of a tweak of one of his books um, uh, this book is the, the Making a Good Church Great and so we're going to um, I believe this is just simply a, a part of our future I'm very excited about the, the future of the church the vision of the church the, what God is inviting us to, to step up into and now the, 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 the real title of the sermon next week is a pretty good church is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. A, a pretty good church so you don't want to miss that I know that next week is, is Labor Day weekend just put it off for a year okay <laughs> just put it off for a year you don't want to go out there traffic's going to be horrible uh, it's gonna yeah. be miserable out there, and uh, God's gonna be here. <laughs> how, how am I doing on selling this? Is it you know? But anyway, so I just you know this is it's gonna be a great week. We're gonna have a some re- reception time as well, so you can just take some time and come up and introduce yourself to Steve and Janie. And I promise you that they will remember all of your names. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, I um, uh, this morning I am going to um, I want to to share some some things with you out of the Word of God. But b- before I, I do, I, I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been praying with uh, my family this for the past uh, couple of months about my my wife's mother. Uh, she went to be with the Lord on Thursday and uh, we got a call thursday night you know hate calls you know after, you know late at night you know about well, it was about about midnight we get this call and so you know um, you know opal went to be with the lord and so you know we're thinking, oh good thank you lord uh are you sure um, you know it's one of those things you have conflicting emotions you're very happy uh, at the same time you know you're very sad it's amazing how god has made us to be able to to navigate op- opposing emotions and to do it in a way, then you realize, well, I'm healthy if I can do that. I'm not just in a in a bad place. Like, I'm, I'm healthy. And so I, I want to say thank you so much for all of you who do this. And most of you know that Janice's, and most of you, if you've been to the church any time, you know that Janice's mother for a, a while was a part of our church. She, um, she was uh, uh, approaching 95 years old. She was... Uh, her passing is just simply honestly, it's, a, it's, the, it's the end of an era, uh, at least in this part of of our life, uh, an era that um, she was her parents were a direct product of the Azusa Street Revival. and um, just just the history that is theres, is so, so rich and so incredible, as far back as they can trace. The women on Janice's side of the family, they have they've there's all been pastors' wives in each in each uh, generation, and um, and she was a pastor's wife. She was also a pastor's kid, and so there's you know that you know Janice was a is obviously is a pastor's wife and was also a pastor's kid. You know when I was in Bible school, they always said if you can find a a pastor's daughter to marry you you got a good one because they have no illusions about it <laughs> and uh, so it's just been a it's just I want to say thank you for all of your prayers and you know on Saturday at 11 o'clock we're going to be having a memorial service for, for Opal here at 11 o'clock and if any of you'd like to come you know uh, you're invited and uh, to um, come and say goodbye to a, to a woman of God you know she was her mind was, was clear as a bell when, when she went in, into heaven. I mean, we're going to miss her for several reasons. One of them is because her mind was a steel trap. Uh, it, she remembered everything, you know. And uh, whenever if, if we ever wanted to buy an appliance or buy a car, we could call her and say, what does Consumer Reports say about this? And she could give you the, the the date, the page. I mean, it's just an incredible mind that she had, and so we're gonna it's, now we're gonna waste a lot of time doing our own research. But anyway, I, I just want to say thank you. And Janice says, told me to tell everybody thank you. She's kind of in a you know place of, of raw on the inside. You know, most of you know what that's like, and uh, it's just sort of like you know you can be happy and just all of a sudden at the drop of a hat be, be standing there in tears and not knowing why and but so thank you so much for your prayers and thank you for your concern and we do uh we treasure you and we really love you guys you're you're an incredible bunch of people to get to live with you really are you're just incredible and um um this is what family's all about so thanks for being such an incredible church family thank you so much well I'm going to go from that to something ridiculous. Um, I I found this, and the first service kind of... They they don't have the refined sense of humor that you have. (laughs) The second service always has a a very refined, well-tuned sense of humor. Uh, Ten top signs you may not be reading your Bible enough. Okay, number ten... The pastor announces the sermon is from Genesis and you check the table of contents. Uh, Number nine, you think that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob may have had a few hit songs during the 60s. Okay, number eight, you open to the Gospel of Luke and a World War II savings bond falls out. Number seven, your favorite Old Testament patriarch is Hercules. So, you know, the first service, they they thought that, that I was being sacrilegious in saying that. Um, okay, number six: a small family of woodchucks has taken up residence in the Psalms of your Bible. Okay, number five: uh, you become frustrated because Charlton Heston is not listed in either of the cordance, concordance or table of contents. Uh, <laughs> I think this is probably my favorite. Number four. When you catch the kids reading the song of Solomon, you demand, who gave you that stuff? <laughs> okay, and then number three, you think that the minor prophets worked in the quarries. Okay, and number two, uh, you keep falling for it every time the pastor tells you to turn to the book of Hezekiah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there is no book of Hezekiah, okay. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Okay. Okay. And the number one sign that you may not be reading your Bible enough is that the kids keep asking too many questions about your usual bedtime story of Jonah, the shepherd boy, and his ark of many colors. <laughs> mm. uh, today, I want to... I it's summertime, and, I, you know, I, I love the sun. I don't like the heat. I don't, you know, if it starts getting really hot, I go, eh, you know, you know it's lighting up here a little bit. But... Um, but I, I do, I, I, I love the summertime, I love the sun, I love the long days. I really love the long days. I you know, I could, um, if the sun could stay up 24 hours in the summertime, I'd be happy. I know I should move to Alaska, but it also goes away for 24 hours in the wintertime. But anyway, I, I want to talk today about just um, s- some things. I, I have some... Um, some some favorite um, artists and favorite music that I love, and um, uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, vocalists. I mean, because she is so creative. I mean, she is just astoundingly creative in what she's able to put together in music. Um, probably not too many pastors today around the world are going to be using some music by Sheryl Crow as a part of their sermon, but. Um, um this this song is probably would be if i could choose a uh, a song a secular song for my life uh it would probably be something like this this song here but um it's a song that she starts off with just kind of talking about her culture around her and some of the the things that goes on around her life and um and then talks about a communist and um this is just typical Sheryl Crow And uh, just that, you know, she's living in life And life's, you know, people can be kind of crazy in life But uh, she's making a choice And uh, so I'm going to ask you to just, just look at the lyrics Just for a couple seconds here I know they're kind of small, that's for those who can read well You know, she's going to go on in the song and just talk about some of the issues of life. And um, but I think you know, I just want to focus on something here that the message of Jesus Christ is a message that everybody wants, and we can ex- express it in a number of different ways. And um, if you listen to to a lot of music, there's just this issue. I'm looking at some some things about life, and uh, and here's Cheryl Crow. She's saying something that. Um, In a way, Jesus had said this uh, a few uh, centuries before. I didn't talk about his friend and the communist. uh, But he does say in Matthew 11 and chapter 28, it's his version of lighten up. I'm going to tell everyone just to lighten up here, okay? And he says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, folks, lighten up. <laughs> you know, soak up life. Soak up the sun. Look for the good stuff in life and, and, and enjoy it. Don't get yoked up with something that is going to, to tear you down and is going to rob you of the beauty of your salvation, the joy of salvation, but instead take this incredible gift of life and, 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 and use it. As I was, you know, preparing for this, this message, and I was looking at a, at a book by a, a guy that I know uh, that wrote a book called The Community of Kindness. Steve. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm looking at it, and, um, you know, the Community of Kindness, know, the subtitle is Show Love, Have Fun, Lighten Up. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a book on, on church planting, on, on how to plant a church, and how to... How to, how, to, how to build a good, good healthy church and the importance of, of, of lighting up of enjoying life, enjoying the life around us and not getting so religious and serious that we, we forget to enjoy we forget the idea that Jesus said I've come to give you life and life to to the fullest a life you can really have some fun with and, and, and I want to encourage you along this idea that, you know, that embracing that life that God has called us to and, you know, that, you know, we do need to, to show love to have fun, to lighten up and, you know, the book is, you know, there are good ways to start a church and bad ways to start a church. There's a right way and a wrong way and, um, but I, I want to just to continue with the message. I just had to throw that in. It was kind of like a, you know, and, but wait, there's more. Um, but, <laughs> shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah. uh, you gotta, Stephen. Oh, never mind. Well, you'll you'll get used to this over the years to come. But um, you know, when Jesus said, "You know, come to me," I, 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 you know, I'm gonna make it light on you. I want you to enjoy your life. the The message version of of this is just so so much fun. Uh, with jesus is saying come to me and i want to read the message version to you and he says are are you tired and worn out sounds like an advertisement for some kind of medicine doesn't it you know are you tired and worn out you're burned out on religion come to me get get away with me and you will recover your life i'll show you how to take a real rest Walk with me and, and work with me. Watch how I do it. And I love this, this, next, this next phrase. I mean, this is just so, so poetic. And it's just, those of you that understand this, there's, there's this incredible aha. This is incredible, oh yeah, yeah. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Sometimes it's going to force us, make this thing happen. Jesus is saying, hey, lighten up. You know, pick up your head. Enjoy. Enjoy life. Enjoy the sun. Learn these, these rhythms of, of my grace. And I, I won't lay anything on you heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. I can, I can, you know, it it is that 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 thing of, you know, you know, you know, I, I'm going to soak up the sun. I'm going to tell everybody, lighten up. Let's let's have some fun here. Let's enjoy this thing, this this joy of salvation, this incredible gift that, that God gives us. Let's grab a hold of this. One of the areas that talk about church planting and starting churches the apostle paul went into an area and he started some churches in a in a region called galatia Uh, basically three churches in iconium and derby and uh, these these three churches made up the churches of galatia and paul went in with his typical message of boy if you understand jesus you're going to realize that religion is dead and, and, and it's promised in who Christ is, and his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. and you know, stay away from all of that, that legalistic stuff and embrace who Christ is. And they bought the message, they, they believed it, but a little later on, a group of people came along behind him. And they say, ah, the message of Paul, that's okay, it's a good message, but um, and you know, if you want to believe in Jesus, that's great, but you've also got to to, if you're gonna really serve God, you've got to obey all these laws. You've got to go back to to the to the Jewish laws, and you have to obey these, and that's how you're gonna really be be saved, or how you're gonna have a real relationship. And and Paul writes them a letter, and this is where we get our book of, of Galatians. He writes him a letter, in, in, in a couple of different places, in different ways. His, his bottom line is: Who stole your joy? Who stole that? I, you had it. I, I saw. I I left it there with you. You knew it. You got it. And now, then, somebody stole you. Somebody has even has even bewitched you. They've they've thrown a uh, a curse on you. What happened to all your joy? And God is serious about his followers living in joy. And joy is that, that inner attitude of rejoicing in what God has done for us. It doesn't depend on outward circumstances. And obviously this, this is the type of message that very honestly, my whole life has been built on. And when I get a chance, I always want to keep coming back and and revisiting the the emphasis of making certain that we are so in love with Jesus that we are captured by the joy that he brings us and that we don't have to look for those things on the outside to find that joy, but instead we're going to follow him and and who he is. But the Bible clearly tells us that that He saved us to give us life and to give us life to the fullest. To enjoy these few short years that we have here on earth, to to enjoy them. And yes, there might be some happenstances that's going to come along that is going to to, to make life difficult and hard. And I know that for many of you, life is hard, it's very hard. And there's a struggling just to make ends meet. There's some emotional things and some situations that you're facing with with family and with kids with in in marriages. And it makes life hard. But what God is saying is but the joy that I give is not based on is everything out there going okay? The joy that I'm giving it comes from the inside. That there's a strength in the joy of salvation, in the joy of understanding what God has done for you. And as a matter of fact, God's commitment to you having joy is so much that God even demands it. God God commands that we be joyful people. You command joy, huh? Yeah, and I hope that you'll get it in a couple seconds here. In Philippians in chapter 3, the Bible says that we are to rejoice in the Lord. In First Thessalonians 5.16, it says that we are to be joyful always. We are to be joyful always. It doesn't say when your circumstances are good, and when the rent is paid, and that and, uh, you got job security. No, it doesn't say. It says always. We are always to be joyful. Because our life is based not on what is going on around us in this present evil age. Our life is based on a hope that we have for eternity with Jesus Christ. And because of that, God is going to receive glory because his kids understand the gift of salvation. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And because of that, I'm going to be able to move ahead. And our joy is there to, to, to give glory to God. And how we choose to, to live our life and to say, you know, no matter what happens, I'm still going to find my joy in God. I'm still going to serve Him. You know, my, my mother in law, uh, after years of, I mean, in her life was not easy, but it was always very, very, she was always very positive. I, again, I, I don't know what it's like to to you know, the, the mother-in-law thing. I don't you know. People don't, oh, the mother-in-law. I don't know what it's like at all because my mother-in-law was always very complimentary, very encouraging, and building me up. Um, you know, she always had a good. You know, some of you, some of you may have a hard time believing this. But she had a good thing to say about my messages. You know, <laughs> hear that, John? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, and and it was something that she guarded her joy. She fought for her joy. It was modeled to her by her mother, who also, at the age of ninety-nine, went to be with the Lord. But she guarded her joy also. I mean, I only know of one negative thing that her that Janice's grandmother, who died at ninety-nine, who was one of those those uh, that product of the Azusa Street revival. I only know of one time that she was ever really negative and that was when she was you know just before she went to be with the lord one morning she woke up and she said am i still here (laughs) but but god wants us to be a living expression of his joy and and by choosing joy by and most of you know that that joy it is a byproduct it is a fruit of the holy spirit that as we are choosing to walk in the holy spirit that that joy is going to be a byproduct because we're going to be so fascinated with who god is and what he's done in our lives that some of the negative things yeah they're real and they take some they take energy from us and they take resources from us but but the simple fact is is that i'm still going to realize that it's just temporary pain and what god has done in my life is so much more than than, and i can have joy no matter what it's not something that can be robbed by that idiot that pulled out in front of you and robbed your joy. (laughs) He's still an idiot, okay, you know. (laughs) But you know, God, no, no, God, no, no, God. I am going to focus on the things that are above, not on something that's temporary down here. You see, God desires that we find our joy and our happiness and our peace and our, our purpose in him. And when we, when we do that, then, then God is glorified. God, in essence, i me say it this way, God looks good because He is the answer to, to our problems and our difficulties in life. But the thing with joy is that you're going to have to fight for it. It's not going to just come in and overpower you, but your joy, you're going to have to fight for it and you're going to have to guard it. You're going to make conscious choices to choose to maintain your joy. John Piper wrote a book. Uh, it's entitled, When I Don't Desire God. It's a great book. Get it. Uh, you can even go online and you can download it for free. But, one of the, but the, the, the subtitle of it is that, you know, the importance of fighting for, for, your, for joy. And chapter 4 is entitled... A call to fight for joy. And Piper in his incredible ability explains that, that when we understand and we realize that this incredible joy that God makes available to us, that it's worth fighting for, and that it is a good fight And we are to fight that good fight, to to protect our joy, to maintain our joy. And sometimes that fight's going to be against yourself and your own emotions and your own downward spirals. I'm smart enough to know, believe it or not, that sometimes chemical imbalances uh, can can cause us to, to feel depressed. I'm smart enough to know that sometimes being tired can, can cause us to, to go into uh, to, to depression. I'm smart enough to know that when somebody says something negative to us, that we, we can face some, some, some downward times. What Piper is saying is that we have to be aware that this is going to be a fight. It's going to be a good fight. And what, The first thing that Piper says is simply this, that... that that the enemy of our joy is evil. It's a good fight because the enemy of our, jo- of our joy is evil. The enemy is unbelief. It's satanic forces behind it and sin that comes from it. And when, when we set ourselves to, to fight against those forces of darkness, to move against those powers of darkness that all of a sudden we will begin, that we will begin to, to delight ourselves in the Lord. We will begin to find that place of, of pleasure in God. And we'll realize that God's plan is, is to give me joy. And because of that, yes, it's, it's a good fight. It's a fight worth fighting. It is not a waste of time to, to fight that joy to say, you know what, I'm not going to let the enemy rob me of my joy no matter how many idiots pull out in front of me. I, I'm not going to allow the, the enemy of God to rob me of my joy even though my, my body chemistry is in a, in a rough place right now. I, I'm going, I'm going to, to fight the good fight. The second thing that, that Piper says is that, is that it's a good fight because we are not left to our own strength. It's a good fight because, because, because God is going to be there to, to fight with us and to fight for us. That that struggle that we are facing, that God is going to empower us, he will empower us with his Holy Spirit. He will empower us with the power of prayer. He will empower us with the knowledge of the word of God to even speak those things that are written. of No, no, no. You can come and try and depress me, but it is written. Martin Luther said, our, our striving in ourselves, our striving would be losing <laughs> when we're doing it by ourselves, that we're already losing. We've already lost the battle. But but God will, will defeat the enemy of our joy. And by doing that, God will sustain that joy of our faith in Him. And God fights for us, and God fights in us. Because of that, it's, it's a good fight. The third thing that, that Piper says regards to the the issue of the good fight it's a good fight because it's not a struggle to carry the weight ourselves it's a struggle to to carry that weight of life but when we begin to put that trust in god that the 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 weight of life begins to not be so heavy it is that invitation of jesus to be yoked up with him and he says that weight my my yoke is easy my burden is light but it is a yoke and it is a burden jesus said i'm going to show you i'm going to show you how to live life but you got to work with me come and work with me it's not just oh i'll just sit back and god will do everything it comes the time that we need to stand up, stomp our feet and say, no, I'm not going to go down that negative road. I'm not going to do that. But, but God's going to carry that weight. It's not the struggle. Our struggle is, I want to do it. And God says, let me do it through you. The fourth thing that Piper says is that the fight of faith is, is good because unlike most fights, it doesn't involve self-examination but instead, it's self-humbling of, God, I can't do this. How many of you have felt those times where you just say, God, this is, this is, this is just too much. God, I, I can't do this. God, I need to cry out to you. God, would you do this? God, do this. God, I need your strength. I need your help. And God will be there to, to come through. And it involves not saying, I did it, I did it. But what it means is, God, I, I, I'm humbling myself. God, would you do your work through me? You know, I, again, I, I love music. I, I really do. I love anyone that's creative. I mean, I think, I think probably to me, Sheryl Crow is probably one of the most creative musicians around right now. I mean, if you just listen to her style, what she does, the way she does it. Uh, the way that she's able to take situations in life she's very very creative so music just fascinates me especially that somebody that can take, th- take my feelings and put them into music it irritates me that these people write these songs I was just getting ready to write that song <laughs> yeah. one song that, that the person contending for their faith contending for their joy fighting for their joy fighting that good fight one song that that person will never sing it's a song that will not be sung in heaven I know that the king did it chairman of the board did it and it will not be sung in heaven and that is I did it my way it will be sung someplace but it's not going to be heaven you know I am my own king I'm my own God I'm the destiny of my own life you see, contending for your joy and fighting for your joy is humbling yourself and saying, God, I really need you because I can't do this. I can't, I can't even stay happy when the happenstances are good. And the fifth thing that Piper says is that fight for joy is a good fight because it greatly glorifies God. It shows God's power it shows God's strength and that God can take a vessel like us and be victorious. When we give ourselves to God and we we resist those temptations of idolatry and we, you know, none of us would, you know, we wouldn't do it like, like the Israelites did. We wouldn't go out and you know, carve gods and fall down and serve them. We wouldn't do that. We would just you know, serve the, the, the gods in our world around us, serving Mammon, serving you know, the, the idolatrous things that we can put before God. And fighting against these, these word alien joys. <laughs> These things that are raised up against the knowledge of God. Fighting against these joys shows that that, that, that there's a, an intimate work of God that God is doing inside of us and, and that it's a good fight that God is working and God is doing his thing. The Apostle Paul at the end of his life, in Second Timothy in chapter four, verse seven, he says, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. See, God's calling all of us. You know, and some people may think that, well, that sounds so self-centered to fight for your own joy. But see, you're God's kid. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that joy that God wants you to have, that wants to be resident inside of you, it does, it glorifies God. And when you begin to feel like, oh, if I do that, then it's going to be, I need to be miserable and unhappy, and then God's going to be happy. No, God receives joy when his kids are, are living in that joy of who he is. And so I want to encourage you this morning of just embracing that, that incredible thing for the blessings of God and, and moving ahead and, and fighting that good fight that God has called us to. There's a couple of things that I... I want you to understand as i'm getting ready to send you home this morning is that joy comes from god circumstances that happens out there the happenstances they can come and go but it's a joy that that god sent to earth the angels it wasn't it's not in the bible because it's a nice would make a nice christmas card and and help sell a lot of money a lot of cards but the angels showed up on planet earth and they said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great what? Joy. Joy. It will be for all people. Whosoever will. But this joy of God is for anyone who will come and anyone who will tap into it and say, God, I'm going to do it your way. And so God, would would you do your work through me? And that, because of that, a Savior was born. And that Savior came. And he brought joy with him. Joy, it's a part of the character of God. It's that, it's that part of, of walking in the Holy Spirit, of producing that joy. And joy comes when we say, okay, hey, God, do your work inside of me. And God, I'm going to contend for it. I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to fight the good fight. I'm not going to let the enemy of God come in and rob me of my confidence in you and my my joy in you. Because joy is given by God to his followers. If you haven't stepped across that line of faith and given your life to God, you can be happy on the inside, but you're never going to really understand joy until you step across that line of faith. You're never going to really understand that joy that goes beyond planet Earth. And you know that for some strange reason, what's deep down inside of you is linked to something so far beyond you. And that's that joy of God, that joy of salvation. And the Bible continually tells us that we must fight for joy sometimes that 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 joy is going to be a it's going to be an action and sometimes it's going to be a choice it's going to just require obedience for that that battle for that joy and when you make that 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 action to to follow to be obedient to to fight it can result in 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 some feelings but it's not always feelings sometimes it's just that contentment on the inside God is there with me the Bible says that when we have this, and I'm going to give you a bunch of scriptures and a bunch of, whole bunch of stuff, I'm going to put this on the church website on Tuesday so you don't need to panic about, I've got I to write all those things down. Um, you can try, but I'm going to be going real fast, so if you, can, if you can keep up with me, some of you know, you might be able to. The Bible says that this kind of, of obedience, it, it produces joy. There's an obedience to of following God's word. Uh, that this kind of, 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 of obedience it, in, in, in trusting God is going to create joy that this kind of obedience it produces joy by, by being in God's presence that this kind of obedience it produces joy by understanding God's word that this kind of joy it produces joy for, for, for peacemakers it produces for peacemakers now, there's a difference between peacemakers and peacekeepers. I have been in many places around the world and seen peacekeepers. And peacekeepers basically sit back and say, there's a little bit of peace over here, I'm going to guard this. Everybody else can be fighting each other and killing each other and destroying each other, but I'm just concerned about this little piece right here. But the Bible says, it doesn't say, blessed are the peacekeepers. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. And makers, my dear friends, sometimes re- requires s- s- some, some, some pretty heavy stuff coming down. And sometimes it requires some violence. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God has suffered violence, and violent men take it by force. Sometimes you're just simply going to have to fight for your joy. I refuse to give that to the enemy. I'm going to fight myself, my own emotions on the inside. I choose, I choose to fight, to be a peacemaker The Bible says this kind of obedience it produces joy, joy in, in, in that place of surrendering to God, of finding that, that hope in God. It goes on to say that, that when we, it helps us, this kind of, uh, of obedience, that it helps us to become wise, that this kind of obedience it helps us in our worship. And we realize that I, I can find that joy in, in worshiping a, the, the one true living God. That this kind of joy helps me in my places of, of serving others. And most of you, you, some of you experienced joy yesterday. Walking away from the food bank after handing out food to people. And, and you walk away. And, and we all know. You, you know when you, you're there doing that and you're handing food to somebody. And you're serving somebody. That, that there's just a joy that comes. There's a contentment that comes. And you know what? It's supernatural, folks. It's not like, oh, I I did something and I I feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. I like feeling warm. No, it's God. It's God smiling on you and saying, go good for you. You're tapping into real joy. And you are making peace in your life by tapping into that joy. And by doing that thing, it's going to keep that peace alive and going inside of you. It's going to be by that place of abiding in Christ, the joy that comes by knowing that I am connected to, to, to the vine. I'm connected to Jesus Christ, and he's that source of sustenance of my joy. It's by being generous. By being generous, by, by giving. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. And in giving out of that place of joy, being faithful in work, and Jesus does say, get into the yoke with me. If, you're coming, if, you, if you come to church and you just come and observe and, 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 and you're, you're not serving and you're not faithfully working for God, working for the kingdom of God, I doubt that you've really been captured by joy. If it's just a visit to, to go see Jesus once in a while, you've missed the whole crux of it. It's that thing of, because of this, I get to share this incredible message. I get to I get to serve. I get to work in the kingdom of God. I get to get, teach kids in Sunday school. I get to work in the youth group. I get to lead a home group. I get to work for the kingdom. And there's that joy that comes out of that. And there's a thankfulness that comes the thankfulness for the blessings that comes. I can't tell you the numbers of times that, that Janice and I would just kind of, sit and kind of sit back with our mouths kind of hanging wide open. Of God, I can't believe what you did for us. God, <laughs> if I was you, I would have whacked me down, but you didn't. You, you blessed me instead. And there's so much that God has available to his kids. One of them is joy. Joy of salvation. It's more than just, I don't have to go to hell. Good deal. That makes me very joyful. I get to enjoy this thing right here and right now. Things can be bad around me. Inside, that joy is there. That joy is there. You know, if you've never made that choice to to give your life to God... I want you to know that God has available to you something that that nobody else can give you. And it's that, that joy on the inside. They may be able to give you some situations that can make you happy. But it can be robbed when the situation goes away. But your joy, your real joy, can't be robbed. THE THIEF CAN'T BREAK IN AND STEAL THAT. IF YOU'VE NEVER STEPPED ACROSS THAT LINE OF FAITH, LET TODAY BE THE DAY THAT YOU DO IT. LET TODAY BE THE DAY THAT YOU EMBRACE THAT, THAT JOY OF SALVATION, THAT THING OF, I'M AT PEACE WITH GOD. I'M NOT warring AND BOXING WITH GOD ANYMORE. I'VE EXPERIENCED HIS PEACE. Maybe, maybe some of you, you stepped across the line of faith, and that's just as far as you got. But you haven't moved into that joy, the incredible blessing of knowing that God's in charge, and God's in my life, and God's involved. And let today be the day that you say, God, I want the whole package, I want that joy that comes with it giving that place to God and fighting for it and saying, no, I'm not going to be controlled by some emotions. I'm going to be controlled by the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. And God, I want to continually fight for that joy. I want to continually fight to make sure that I'm in that place with you, that you're always there to, to, to bless, to bring that peace on the inside. I'm going to ask the worship band to come to the front. And as they're coming if you've never stepped across that line of faith i'm going to ask you to do something and you know something's making sense in your heart today tear off that connection card that's on the um, the bulletin and as we pass the offering baskets just drop it in and uh, mark the box on there that says um, you, can write, you can write a note on there i, I, I read them um, I pray for all of them when they come in. And uh, I'll I'll read that. If you give me your phone number, I'll give you a call and we'll talk more. But better than that, at the close of the service, why don't you come to the front and we'll introduce you to the one who brought joy to planet Earth? Introduce you to a loving Savior and ask you to stand Ask the ushers to come to the front and this morning as you are giving back to the Lord you know it's just one of those things that does that joy gives us is that, that, that joy of, of, of giving generously giving, it does create that joy it, it fosters that joy the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver this morning as you're giving to the lord as you're returning to him the tithes that are his those offerings those things above above the tithe as you as you're doing that do it joyfully um as the offering basket comes past and you're dropping in i'm gonna do something grin real big okay (laughs) just just grin you know just (laughs) you want to laugh out loud please do that you know just just laugh out loud throw back your head and laugh just you know just chuckle or if you want to roll on the floor laughing you go ahead and do that because god loves a cheerful giver that that you know some some you know mind on wall street didn't make that up folks that's scripture that's scripture that's the bible god loves a cheerful giver you want to feel loved by god don't just give give cheerfully Grin when you give. Smile when you drop that in the offering basket. Smile. God, I get to give to you, God. If it was just you and God and nothing else had ever, ever been created. Earth didn't exist. Planets didn't exist. Creation didn't exist. God came to you and said, hey, would you give me a little bit of energy here to help me create all this stuff? You go, yeah, sure. God is saying, if you'll give to me, you would be amazed at the joy that comes. And so may, may God bless you as you give to the Lord. Yes, yes, dear friends, you're giving to the needs of the church. Summer is always a, a bad time to get through. It's always a bad time. You know, number one, giving is down. Number two, for some reason, the offering Edison Company wants is always bigger in the summertime. <laughs> But I want to encourage you. You're giving to advance the kingdom of God. So as you, as you, as you give, would you worship God by laughing? Yeah. So, Father, bless this offering, God. God we, I, I, my, my biggest prayer, God, is that this house will be a place of peace and joy. Is God, that's a sign that you're here. So, God, bless today as people give to you with joyful hearts, with thankful hearts. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, God bless you as you grin this morning.